Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Joining us on the Roman guest line is Lindsey Brown of 1140 The Bet Las Vegas. Lindsey! What's Hi. up? And your shirt looks good. That's nice. The, Thank you. The hat. You about to go She's golfing? What's, right now. what's going on? She's in on? the West Coast. You can tell. She's on the West Coast. Uh, you yeah. can tell. Because we're we're, listen, just, uh, we're we're in a mood, so we decided to Lindsay, be one. We need you to turn it all the way down right now. We're like, <laughs> listen, that's coming. That means a lot. That says a lot coming from me. You know what I mean? Like I'm always on a million. So I need you. I to like go your vibe from, right now, Lindsay. Why are you go, trying to turn? Why are you trying to suppress I need her? you to go from here to about here. You know what I'm saying? I love the visor though. Thank you. I like my vibe if you, you look don't great. either way, but you, you. look phenomenal. Either that way. setup is great. Yeah. I got shoulder pads in this shirt. That's how legit this is. Sheesh. For safety. Wait, why? Why <laughs> for safety. Safety. what do you mean for why? Name drop shoulder pads. Like why do you have shoulder pads on right now? What are you on your way to do? Or or are you, you never know from? with life, you know? It life's uh it's Just, a physical sport. So you never know. Life gotta shoulder is a life physical... sometimes. No, When's the last time like you prophetic. felt you felt like, okay, I'm so glad I have these shoulder pads on. When I carry my four bags into the studio every day. What's in them? My Are we life, going mostly. to overtime or is that a foul? Overtime. No, no. I think this is a I think this is a foul. I think they call the foul. They're going overtime. No, no, they call the foul. Um, Lindsay, while she's celebrating, can you tell me why my caps are in a tie game with the Philadelphia Flyers and we're not covering one and a half on the puck line? Please, can you help me out? Well, uh, their goaltending hasn't been the greatest, and that's really what they're going to be probably looking to address at the trade deadline. And we talked last week or a couple weeks ago about Alexander Ovechkin and him really being the only reason why they're still afloat, and that's because they've had so many injury problems and mostly to TJ Oshie. He's been in and out of the lineup all season long, and he's not just a, a huge contributor on 5v5 on power play, but mm-hmm. he's their spiritual leader too. Uh, and so it's really about them basically trying to win with very little margin for error every night. And sometimes that means you beat the big clubs that are good. And sometimes that means you're in too close of a contest with a team that has no business uh, playing in the rink that you are. Question about the NBA. So we had Nick Costos on for You Better You Bet earlier on today. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of, I would call it rumors. I would call it chatter. I would call it a lot of New York Post headlines that Tom Thibodeau, after signing a five-year deal right when he got hired in 2020, uh, winning coach of the year um, last year, and now the Knicks absolutely in free fall that he could be essentially on the hot seat, even though he's in a long-term deal. A lot of the pieces, as you know, as an NBA fan, like we're not guys that are part of the identity uh, of who he wants to coach. Guys like Evan Fournier, mm-hmm. guys like Kemba Walker, guys like Cam Reddish. So what's your take in terms of, like, the management, coaching, uh, blame pie chart? And when you've got a coach who's very clearly not getting the pieces that they ask for and then they're being asked to coach guys that don't fit that identity and then they, of course, lose, like, what? Like, I guess what's your take on just this whole Nick situation and that piece specifically like does Tibbs deserve blame Mm -hmm. all things considered well we know that winning coach of the year doesn't mean anything just ask Dwayne Casey about that a a few years ago and we know that it 
in terms of trying to make changes to a team, the easiest thing you can do is probably pull the coaching Jenga block because contracts are guaranteed, trades are harder to execute, or players are just tougher to cut, and the ownership isn't going anywhere either. And with Tibbs being the personality that he is, a guy that likes to play his uh, his guys a lot of minutes. Yeah, he does. And just he barks a lot. And so I, I called him Mr. Penguin when he was going up and mm-hmm. down the sidelines of the the Minnesota Timberwolves. And so it's an easy. <laughs> he does look like that. Uh, it's an easy step to take if you're looking to shake up a locker room. But as we talked about on, on uh, the playmakers yesterday, Trista, it, it just seems that, that not everybody is all bought in. And it's tough because when you're trying to get people to buy in, usually they need winning first, but that's not how like championships or like actually great teams are. You have to prove it first and the buy-in kind of comes as you prove it to yourselves. And so I, I'm not sure what the answer is in New York, but I can certainly say that that's probably the the easiest option at their disposal. And uh, and a guy that has been jettisoned pretty quick out of his last couple of spots. And so it's an easy move to make. Sad one, though. Very sad if it ends up happening. Yeah. He's a basketball diehard, so it's like, what else is he going to do with his life? And he wants to be in New York. Like, he thought this mm-hmm. was the last stop. Too. 100%. Like, and, like, you've got the World Wide West, Leon Rose, Tom Thibodeau connection. They've handpicked him. It's not like they're a new management team coming in with a holdover mm-hmm. that they've decided to keep on. Like, they, you chose him, you picked him, and now that it's not working out with your pieces, then you're just going to discard him. That stuff, I think, is garbage. That's just my take. Yeah. Though. But that's professional sports these days. Yeah, it is. So it, it is. is. It's the worst. It is. Um, I kind of wanted to pick your brain on the NHL because I'm really trying to, you know, without football, I need to find some more value somewhere. Um, and right now yeah. at BetMGM, looking at outright winners, just the, the Colorado Avalanche plus 450, the Lightning plus 750. I'm interested in the Carolina pa- Carolina Hurricanes. I was about to say Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Panthers eight to one. Uh, the Hurricanes are twelve to one. Number one, do you do you really see any value on this board? Not just of the teams that I've named. Um, do you see any value in maybe some outright winners of the Stanley Cup this year? And also, I got some questions about some possible trades too. Like I think like when I look at the Hurricanes, thirty-two wins, eleven losses, three overtime defeats this year. One of the best. Uh, point percentages this year like could they be in the market for like a John Klingberg or something like that to kind of take them over the top or even like the avalanche taking a flower like Claude Giroux like I just want to see some trades I'm a huge trade guy but more importantly any value in the betting market that you see well and those are two names that are being attached to uh, a lot of different contending teams and I know we discussed the Penguins a few weeks ago and their role and they're the best team on the road so I won't use them as like my dark horse pick because the Lightning and the Panthers, one of them is going to cancel each other out. I hope it's the Panthers this year mm-hmm. because I just it's such a waste for them to get eliminated so early so often. But if you're looking for like teams that are a little bit more under the radar that are starting to make some noise and at least some positive momentum from where I'm sitting, Calgary Flames are one of them. They're winning games. They're technically now in first place of the Pacific Division, have a better chance to win it over the Golden Knights. I love the Tyler Toffoli trade that they made and Johnny Gaudreau's having a career year and going into contract negotiations. And uh, Jakob Markstrom is leading the league in shutouts. And so it's just like at multiple layers, they're playing incredibly well. And they beat up on the Golden Knights in their building all the time. And so there's a confidence piece to add into that too. And then uh, I'm not typically a fan of teams. I'm a fan of individuals and like certain Mm -hmm. playing styles and stuff. And I love the way that Igor Shosturkin plays for the New York Rangers. And if I'm the Rangers because they are just getting to that point where all of a sudden they're quote unquote contenders again. I try to take the league by surprise because they're rolling with a ton of momentum. 
and a lot of it has to do with Igor. They might be looking to trade their backup goaltender. Uh, the Golden Knights are actually sniffing around that, uh, Gorgiev. But I would pick one of those two teams. They're like the Minnesota Wild, too, but they tend to lose games against like the Winnipeg Jets and stuff who are still trying to find their identity in their way. But Minnesota can't drop games to teams like that with as well as St. Louis and Colorado are playing. The Flames, both real, real quick, Trista, the Flames and the Wild, both 18-1 to 1 odds right now at BetMGM mm-hmm. to win it all. So I, th- I like that as well. I like that, too. Let's talk about some uh, some trophy future type situations. So in the NBA, uh, you've got right now guys like Joel Embiid who came out of nowhere, right? Like Steph Curry mm-hmm. was leading for a very long time. And I'm curious. Well, are as, we going off of NBA? No, we're not. We're, we're, I'm staying with NHL. NHL? Yeah, oh, yeah okay. it's an NHL okay, question. Okay, because I wanted to ask about the heart too. Yeah, so I'm asking in terms of like how much movement – you, you see a lot of movement in the NBA in terms of the MVP voting, mm-hmm. right? You can see maybe guys like Jokic come out of nowhere and grab it as big long shots. It feels like it's just Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid. Like, is there any value anywhere else? And what has to happen? Obi's in order right for there. That? Come on, four to one, my yeah, guy. Yeah, put some respect on the great eights. Number. Those yellow laces don't lace themselves up. Tell her, Lindsay. What has to happen so in order for someone, even Ovi, who I love? To, to supplant Connor? Well, Ovi's just going to keep doing what he does, which is set up on that left face-off uh, circle and just tee off and, and keep that shooting percentage way up. But if you're looking for somebody other than Connor, Leon Dreisaitl will eat into that. But Oilers, I don't really like that team this year or period. But Jonathan Huberto is having a career year down in, in Florida. And it's tough because Alexander Barkov, who's their captain, who won the Selkie last year, which means you're the best forward, both forward or playing offense and defense, that I think it kind of eats into uh, Huberto's respect level. Austin Matthews is scoring a lot of goals for Toronto, and I'd expect nothing from them in playoffs. And so that'll affect the the way that people look at the MVP voting as well. But it, it, it truly is kind of a two-horse race when you're talking about the goal totals with Ovechkin, with Connor McDavid. But You've had injuries to Nathan McKinnon to to really eat into some of the players that we would usually associate up there. Same with Sidney Crosby. It took him mm-hmm. a while to get back into the lineup and everything. But, uh, you know, it's it, it could be a goalie one of these years. We had that with Carey Price a few years back, but anything less than, like, a uh, resume similar to what he turned in. And I just don't think goalies are getting allocated the same number of games as they were even just a few years ago. So it's going to be hard to approach that. But maybe even Kirill Kaprizov. If Minnesota goes on a run, he's the reason why. And he won uh, He won the Calder last year and is kind of the up-and-coming bright star. So maybe he's a, a creeper up the board. What about Austin Matthews, 9-1, to one, really quickly? Like, a lot of people are calling him Ovechkin 2.0, not because of he's not from Russia and he's American. He's also younger and doesn't have a great beard. But he's been cooking, though. Like, only one player, which, of course, my Ovechkin guy, only one player has scored more goals than Matthews since the start of the 2016-17 season. You don't believe in Austin? 9-1? to one? Not- I mean, I believe that he can score goals. I mean, the guy showed up for his first game ever in the NHL and scored four of them. Yeah. Like, who does this? I, I, Austin Matthews is the number one overall pick, and and there's a reason why people talk about his shot release and just how prolific of a scorer he is. And we're getting better production from Mitch Marner, who seems to be coming back around confidence-wise. I mean, the fan base is the one that stamps it out in the first place. But I think Matthews sometimes tries to do too much, and sometimes they get into games where they're trying to – score a lot of goals because they just have that at their disposal when they should be probably playing a little bit more responsible. And that sometimes actually lends itself to a better efficiency in the offensive zone. But I just, 
I don't think it's this his year. It's not this year. It's, it's not, not his year. Lindsay's, it's your year. Lindsay's, it's always your year, though. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm going to bet Austin, maybe.